Welcome to a new year on the Total Auto Show 97.3 CTFM Motoring Education for Trouble Free Motoring Experience. I'm Eddie Poku, your host. The Auto Show is brought to you by Total. Total Quartz 9000 Future. Join the Total Quartz Nation movement today. You are welcome to yet another episode of the total auto show and today it is an open house garage you send your auto issues and we give you solutions please send your questions ahead via our whatsapp line 054-9986-996-054-9986-996 Charlie check this But you check your engine oil. Ah, I always they tell you at the check. I've told you I only use Total Quartz engine oils. With its age-resistant technology, it keeps your engine younger for longer. Sit down, let me tell you more. Total Quartz has introduced a new one, Seth. I remember Quartz 9000 Future 0W20. Right? Thank you. It's made mainly for the latest generation engines. Quartz Future 0W20, it ensure excellent engine protection and cleanliness whilst reducing your fuel consumption so it is save money. The Quartz Nation movement to Mr. Money, Rogozon, and Bobo Nyele, all 10 Quartz ambassadors now. You did there. Massa, straight to the nearest total filling station. <laughs> total Quartz, keep your engine younger for longer. Can you touch this? City 97.3. All right, you are welcome back to the Auto Show on 97.3 City FM. Remember, the Auto Show is interactive. Send your questions. This is an open house garage where you send your auto issues and we give you the best answers. Um, to your questions, um, 054-9986-9964, um, WhatsApp. And you can also reach us on the phone line, 0302-230-075. 0302-230-075. 0302-226-013. 
0302-226013. Call us or send us um, your issues via our WhatsApp line. Let's go straight into the show. It says, hi, my name is Atu. Uh, is it okay to use compressed air to blow your air filter, air filter instead of replacing? Okay, so the air filter, so the air filter is um, a, a kind of membrane in the air box of your car. Uh, it allows air into the engine where it is mixed up with fuel to create power to make your car move. Now, as the air is being ingested into the engine, it comes along with dust and sometimes with even pa physical particles and they get clogged in the filter. Now, Atu's question is, is it okay to blow the filter? Sometimes when you go for servicing, um, the technicians at the service station will take it out and use compressed air to blow. When I say compressed, I mean air being moved at high speed to blow the air filter so that the particles and the dust in it that are clogging it will come out okay so his question is that is it okay to use compressed air to blow it instead of replacing okay Atu, i'll say it depends the air filter is regarded as a consumable there are several things on your car that are consumables which means that during um, your routine maintenance they are ex you are expected to um, replace them with new ones such as your spark plugs engine oil um, um, the air filter itself carbon air filter um, um, oil filter and a host of other things that um, your car needs okay now every car has a recommended mileage at which every consumable ought to be replaced so if the mileage on the the the, the, the your air filter is once every 2000 kilometers it means that anytime your car clocks 2000 kilometers the air filter needs to be replaced with a new one okay if your air filter is not up to the recommended mileage okay you can inspect it yourself or take it to the technicians for them to inspect it and you, if you think that it is dirty um you can just blow it out with compressed air like you are asking okay but if it is up to the mileage that you ought to change it, then you have to change it, okay? Some experts will even say that in Ghana, because of the dusty roads that we have, um, it is best to change the air filter earlier than recommended. Mind you, there are some aftermarket air filters that are washable, but most of the time, Air filters that are found in our cars are not washable and you cannot just clean them and just replace them. Even with time, the material that make the membrane itself will, um, will change in, in, in form. It will become hard and it won't allow air to um, go through. So the engine will be starved of the air that it needs. Now, if your air filter um, is clogged, okay? It will cause the car to consume more fuel um, the car is going to idle poorly when i say poor idle it means that when your car is idling that is when you start the car and it is you have not revved it you don't step on the accelerator that is what we refer to as idling you realize that the uh, the, the the engine speed goes up 
and down. Sometimes it's almost as if the engine is dying. Sometimes it actually will stall. Okay, that just means the engine will just go off by itself. All right, um, and it will allow dust also into. Sometimes it's so old, okay, that it allows dust. Uh, uh, it's so old that it, it it becomes clogged up. It becomes very hard and it breaks, and allows hard you know materials to go into the engine this will go into your combustion chamber and ruin your engine over time so Atto, um i hope this um, answers your question very well thank you for sending your message to the auto show yeah good right we have a, a message from abdul smith abdul smith now abdul smith says my abs and brake light is always on and off and the mechanic said I should change the whole ABS. My ABS and brake lights are always on and off. And the mechanic says I should change. Um, Abdul Smith, your question is not very clear, but I believe you are talking about the warning ABS warning light and the brake um, warning light on your dashboard. Okay. Uh, you mean they, they always go on and off. They keep flashing. All right. And your mechanic is recommending that you... Um, you um, change the whole ABS. Um, now, have you done your computer um, diagnostic scan? If you um, have um, a very good computer diagnostic scan, um, it will let you know whether it is the ABS or something else. But before even you do the diagnostic scan, I will say make sure that your brake, your brake fluid is topped up to the recommended level uh, make sure most of the fluids are topped up to the recommended level because sometimes when they are not for some cars when they are not topped up to the recommended level um, they will cause the warning those warning lights um, to come up if it's flashing on and off um, okay it can also be that some of the sensors on your wheel the speed sensors on your wheels that senses the speed of your wheels and uses to um, control the ABS it might be faulty so um, just look into these things but first um, just check the levels of the of the fluids that the, the system needs and the next thing you do is to make sure you do a very comprehensive computer diagnostic scan all right oh we are moving right along um, it says hi I'm Kojo from Adabraka in Accra how often do I have to change the oil in the car's gearbox or otherwise known as the transmission how now the transmission is what takes the power from the engine and sends them to the wheels of your car to make it move now often there are gears okay that allows you to work the engine in the most efficient manner so that you don't waste fuel you don't ruin the engine so there's a transmission now the transmission has gears in it and those gears need to be lubricated so there is a certain kind of oil that different kind of cars use to lubricate the gears in the transmission otherwise known as the gearbox now his question is how, how often does he or do we have to um, change the oil in the gearbox it depends on which car you use so i will say consult your owner's manual it will be spelled out clearly over there how many miles at what mileage you have to um, change um, the oil some 
transmissions have oil that are tagged as lifetime, which means that throughout the, um, the expected lifespan of the car, you are not expected to be in a position or need to change that oil. But sometimes in the event of repairs or more function, um, you will have to, okay? So um, the common denominator here is that consult your owner's manual, okay? Yeah, um, Lawrence from Akimodizes. Uh, anytime I'm accelerating, I hear some rattling noise from the bonnet. It just started a week ago. What could be the reason? Rattling noise um, from the bonnet. Ah, that is a tough one because um, it can be so many things. It can be so many things because the engine causes most parts of the car to vibrate. Okay. When um, things in the engine compartment or some anything in the chassis um, comes loose, it is going to vibrate and you hear it. Since you hear it from the engine compartment, you will have to first open the bonnet and do a visual inspection. Um, take a look, look at all the other the components in the car critically. I suggest you do it at the time that the engine is cold so that you can actually touch some of the components and uh, um, shake them around and see um, things that are supposed to be fixed um, tightly if they are loose once the engine is running um, they can cause a rattling noise now um, when the car is the engine is not running well also you might hear um, rattling at certain rpm range when i say rpm i mean revs per minute so when if you're accelerating you realize that the the, the 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 ref counter moves okay and sometimes you realize that at particular rev range there is a rattling sound when you hear that it means that there is a problem with your engine usually with your fuel system and your car needs to be checked critically um, also um, check if your engine your check engine light is on um, that is a good time to also do a computer diagnostic test and see what it says Okay, Lawrence, I hope this helps you. Thank you for sending in your question. Okay. Amma says, I use a 2009 Toyota Corolla. I've realized my engine makes a heavy noise, which used not to be the case. It says, poo noise. <laughs> I can imagine how your car sounds when you step on the elevator. Poo, poo, poo. <laughs> All right. It says, uh, I change my oil frequently. Please, what can be the problem of this noise when I'm speeding? Okay, all right. So, um, your car, the sound or the tone of the sound of your car has changed, um, Amma. Um, I think that the first culprit, okay, should be your exhaust system. The first corporate should be your exhaust system. Now, you, um, you have to realize that for every car, the car takes in air and it mixes it with fuel in the combustion chambers, burns the, it, and you have the exhaust coming out of the tailpipe. Now, there are two main sounds when, that the engine makes. Or should I say three main sounds? You have the um, the induction noise. That's the noise that 
the 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 engine makes when it is sucking in the air for most cars this is not very audible okay but those who are you know enthusiasts and those who are trained sometimes they, they can hear it okay so that is the induction noise or the induction sound then you also have the sound that the valve train of your engine that is the valves of your car engine also makes usually those are tapping noises okay depending on the car and how it's designed some cars you don't hear the noise of the valve train other cars also you can hear it a lot sometimes you even think that there is a problem with the engine but that is the nature of the car especially um, our diesel cars the diesel cars normally have um, a very rattly rattly um, tone to the engine um, noise then you have your exhaust okay now the exhaust sound normally that one is louder and you hear it um, these days our cars are very very high tech and sometimes depending on the kind of car it can be very 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 quiet but the tailpipe or the exhaust system often when it is either blocked or it is uh, bent or it is rusted and has holes in them then the noise shoots up astronomically so um, i'm suggesting that um, have a technician um, have a very 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 good look at your exhaust system now sometimes also there is a kind of joint um, between um, the exhaust headers okay and the um, the rest of the exhaust it's like a mesh kind of uh, basket kind of weave metal thing okay it is designed such that there can be flex in the system sometimes when that gets old you you can't see that the thing is leaking exhaust from there okay so you realize that your, your, the tone of your exhaust sound has changed but uh, when you look or inspect the exhaust pipe itself you don't see any cracks or bends in it but that thing might be also be the culprit so get somebody who is very well experienced to um, check the system and uh, yes eliminate all these things and get your car um, working the way you want okay um, next question it says k in dawenya in the window says, uh, please, I use an Elantra that's a, a Hyundai Elantra 2013. I changed my steering rack and my steer doesn't return after taking a curve, and it feels very hard now. My EPS is functioning normal. What could be the issue? Okay, so it means that, um, K, you have, um, some bit of knowledge um, about your car since you are, you are saying EPS that is electronic power steering now how can you say your electronic power steering is functioning normal when it doesn't return um, I will say that um, that steering rack that you have got um, you see the, the electronic power steering you know traditional power steering is hydraulic um, oil operated so you have a motor that has a belt that is turned by the engine and it pumps the oil to add some flexibility or softness to the turning of the wheels for electronic power steering that system has been taken away the, the reason why most modern cars use the eps or the electronic power steering is to take that load of the engine 
so that your car can run more efficiently. Okay? Now, in this electronic power steering, that motor that was being run by the engine is replaced by an electronic motor. Okay? So it is electronically powered. Alright? Another reason why they've changed it to electronic also is to allow the car to be able to the, the computer of the car to do a, a certain level of control. So for cars that can do things like lane keep assists, um, collision mitigation, and, and, and a certain level of autonomy, you need an electronic power steering so that they can take control, like cars that can pack themselves and stuff like that. Now, if the thing is not working, since you change it, if it's not working as it used to, um, I think that the number one culprit is um, is that unit that um, you replaced. Um, I don't think that it is working properly. So um, get somebody who really knows what they are doing. And probably I hope you have a warranty on the new or the replacement steering rack. Because I, do, I personally I don't think that uh, I, I, that thing is working properly. Or you can also have a look. Since it, it's, it's um, electronic power steering, it might be that the wiring um, was not properly done or um, fixed when um, the unit was replaced. It's a possibility. So you can have a look at that also. Okay. Um, okay. I hope you um, enjoy your car. All right. We are moving right along. Um, remember, you can also call in 0302 You can also reach us on WhatsApp. Zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Um, our other number zero two zero two 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 six zero one three. You can reach us on all these lines. I'm sending the messages now. All right, Kojo Bompe in Accra says, "I need a car. I have some money allocated. Do I buy a home use car?" Or a new, a brand new one. People say most of the new cars sold in Ghana are not up to the correct specification, or you can't compare them to the other ones sold in other countries elsewhere. Okay, hmm. this question is loaded, simple but loaded. It says, um, "Okay, I'm not sure if what you are saying is facts." Um, the Ghana Standard Board and the Ministry of Transportation. Um, have a tax force that has been set up um, to police the industry, as as it were. So I'm quite sure that um, most of the cars that are sold here in Ghana um, through the dealers are up to standard. And you can compare to them to any other car from any other part of the world. Um, you know what you are buying the car for. You know what you expect in a car. So you are in the best position to decide. If you are not aligned to any brand, um, then I will say go ahead and just get a brand new car. Buying a used car or a salvage car is, is just convenience. If you don't have what it takes to <coughs> buy a new car, you settle for a salvage car. So since you have the money, go ahead. If you choose a good car, that car can maintain its value and one day you can sell it off and make your money back and get a better car. Alright, okay. Um Kojo Bompe, all the best. Bye.
forgot all about the library like she told her old man. Okay, that was um, Kojo Bompe in Accra with that question about buying a car. We are moving right along and we have Steven Blavo from Ashoma Estate. And he says, I drive a 2016 Nissan Versa with a CVT transmission. Um, I hear this type of transmission is not reliable. How do I prolong its lifespan? Okay, um, I'm not in the position to confirm that um, a, a transmission is reliable or not. But um, once you've heard it, there might be some veracity to that claim. So I would say um, to prolong the lifespan, you see, a lot of research and development, what we call R&D, goes into um, the making of cars. Okay, the making of cars entails a lot of work. That's why they are so expensive. Um, sometimes people will say, okay, the parts that are on the car, when you put that cost, it doesn't add up to the cost of the car. The car, their companies are putting too much markup and stuff. Yes, because they do a lot of R&D and it's expensive. Okay, now, a lot of the specifications of the car um, that the owner of the car needs to know um, are written in print in the user's manual, okay, or the owner's manual. So, to prolong the lifespan of your car, I will say that um, get hold of that um, user manual or the owner's manual and make sure you read it cover to cover, okay? Make sure you read it cover to cover. There will be one particular section dedicated to your CVT transmission and how to um, prolong its lifespan. Now, most transmissions, like I answered earlier, rely on um, lubrication, okay? So, if you want to prolong the lifespan of your car, number one advice, don't skimp on the kind of oil that you have to use in the car. So don't buy cheap oil. Buy the most expensive, the best quality you can afford. Okay? That is the number one. And number two, gearboxes or transmissions are built with certain parameters in mind. Okay? So if you read the owner's manual, it, it will spell all those um, um, conditions clearly. One thing I know is that sometimes um, when, for example, if you are driving and you get stuck, for example, if it's a manual transmission, you can just put it in a gear and you can just rev away, okay? But for CVTs, they, there is a, a heat threshold that they, they, they can cope with. Some of them, most of them will, 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 will when they are overheating, will, will show on the dashboard with a message, Okay. I don't know about your car. So be mindful if you drive in, in, in very bad, poor roads a lot of times and you have to, you know, the, the, the car is slipping and you keep, you know, accelerating, trying to, you, to, to, to move along. It can cause your transmission oil to heat up. And if it persists for a long time, it is going to um, reduce the, 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 the longevity of your transmission. So um, just take note of these things and I'm sure you will be fine and with the radio blasting goes cruising just as fast as she can <laughs> all right Kobe Kobe says I drive a Kia Rio 2013 model my car 
intermittently ceases to accelerate while I'm driving. It picks up when I take my foot off the accelerator and step on it again. The engine doesn't go off though. What is the possible cause? Okay. Um, the first question. Okay, so you have an extension to your to your to your question. So let me read that. To say, please, my battery light comes on when I switch the engine. I've changed the alternator, and it's a new battery too. What might be the problem? All right. So, Kobe, um, right, um, intermittent season of um, okay. So, that when the car is accelerating, okay, for most modern cars. The, the the main purpose of the transmission is to allow the car okay to run as ef as efficient as possible okay so sometimes depending on the parameters or the range in which your car is accelerating it might cut power okay especially when you are hitting the the the, the rev limit which is um where the usually the red line starts on your rev counter all right so when you hit it you're accelerating within a particular gear and the rev counter moves immediately it it, it touches the red line if it's a, if a, an automatic engine it is going to change okay but if it is not accelerating at the rate that it has to such that it has to change at a particular sometimes it can get stuck there for a while and once it touches the red line and it stalls there, the engine will cut off. Okay, the engine will cut off, and you cannot, you know, and you have to back off a little bit and get on it before it will move. Okay, so I'm guessing that might be check if you have a check engine light on. Also, probably it's possible that you are having. It is possible that you are having a. a, a misfire at certain rpms that also is a possibility so check if you have any error code sometimes some of the mechanics you know blank out some of these um check engine lights so um i don't know the history of your car but um don't rely make sure you scan your car okay it might tell you a, a, some kind of story okay so um all the best and uh, let's move right along okay so, um, hello, Auto Show. Um, this is Cyril, Cyril from Kaswa. Cyril, thanks for your question. It says, hello, Auto Show. I drive a Hyundai Accent 2012. I got, I got, I bought the car two months uh, ago, but from the second week, I started hearing cracking noise from the engine. I was told after servicing, the sound would go, but I've done two services servicing and the sound is still there and now the engine light came on just yesterday please can you explain what is happening all right Cyril uh, um, the information you've given is not enough but um, as usual for our cars all our modern cars I mean all the cars from the late um, 1990s uh, most of them that I, I, I equipped with OBD scanning um, port on it so um, just find a good technician who has a computer diagnostic scanner and scan it's good that you have the check engine light showing that will tell you a lot of things now the cracking noise like i said earlier can be due to so many different things 
the crackling noise can be due to so many different things. Um, it can be that the valves need adjustment. It can be that the engine is not running at the rate that it has to run uh, so many things. So um, kindly um, do your diagnostic scan and we can pick it up from there. Okay, so which one is this? Um, please let's let a mechanic check the tightening torque. Okay, so, um, so um, a listener is, is, is trying to contribute to um, Kay's question. He says, um, let Kay, let a mechanic check the tightening torque. Okay, the EPS, as the electronic power steering that we talked about earlier, is in the upper part of the steer. So he sent us um, a diagram. Okay, so what we'll do is that we'll forward it to Kay. Kay, we are going to forward you a diagram that another listener sent and he's asking you to let a mechanic check something on it called a tightening a tightening um torque okay so um yes so check that and let's hope that your issue will be solved okay we'll do that after the, after the show so let's let's move along let's move along yes okay so hector in roman rage says i have my 2011 Toyota Corolla always has a tire pressure on, but the pressure within all the four tires are the same when checked. What could it be due to? It says, um, then he also says, um, please, what are the vital checks I can do before buying a Ghana used car for the, okay that's from Obey. those are two questions okay so let me take um hector's question it's about the tpms that is the tire pressure monitoring system tire pressure monitoring system now the tire pressure is very very important to the efficient running of the car and also to your safety okay so most of our modern cars are equipped with a system referred to as the tpms tire pressure monitoring system now there is a gauge on your dashboard okay and there is a computer that sits between this there's another transmitter uh, and receiver that talks to sensors that are in the wheels of your car now the sensors are in two parts one part is able to tell the pressure of air in your tire the other part transmits or sends that data to the computer inside the car now this is done wirelessly okay now anytime you uh, pump your tire you have to calibrate it okay so you have to go through the settings of your car and calibrate it and usually it will ask you to drive at a certain speed over a certain distance then it calibrates okay so if you pump your tire or your tire um, has a problem and you lose air and it comes on and you pump it up you have to calibrate it before you get it working properly if you after doing the calibration if it's still not running properly then you have to take it to an expert some of the tire centers around have special equipment they can use to test the transmitters in the the sensors in the tires they can use it to um, code and decode them so that they can work properly and if you're not working well they can advise and you can change now mind you when you take your car that is equipped with tpms to the roadside mechanic for a tire change you have to be careful uh, because those things are very 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 delicate um, often 
they get broken when you, you go to um, some of these wayside, you know, vulcanizers, okay? So please, if your car is equipped with TPMS, be very, very vigilant when you have to um, do a tire change. Go to a proper place that they have the proper equipment and they have the proper know-how and they can change your tire, um, inflate it to the correct pressure, um, calibrate it without breaking the sensors, okay? Um, I hope this one helps you. Bye-bye. Total Petroleum Ghana received the prestigious Brand of the Year Award at the Ghana Oil and Gas Awards. In addition, we also won um, the Lubricant Product of the Year and Marketing Campaign of the Year Awards. Um, we dedicate these awards to our valued customers for your unwavering, unwavering trust and loyalty to the Total Brand. We also say Ayiko to all our service station staff whose hard work and dedication have earned us these awards. Thank you for making us number one. Keep choosing Total. Total committed to better energy. We still have some time to go on the open house garage on the biggest, best auto show in the country. The Total Auto Show on 97.3 City FM. And we have lots of questions coming in. And we are just going to go right along and answer some of these questions. He says, I drive a Tucson diesel. That's a Hyundai Tucson um, SUV diesel. I recently noticed that when the car is idling, it makes a lot of noise. When it is moving, it sounds fine. This issue started some months back. What could be the problem? This is from Amponsa. Now, Amponsa, you have to realize that diesel engines, I'm sure you're already conversant with that, diesel engines um, sound a bit rotly by, by their nature. Okay, but since you are quite familiar with your car, I'm sure you know exactly what you're talking about. Now, when it's idling, it makes a lot of noise. Okay, is there a check engine light? Is there a check engine light? If there is a check engine light, get the car diagnosed. But I will say that you have to also note that um, you need a mechanic who is an expert, okay, in diesel engines. All right. Let them take a look at your car. Mind you, like I mentioned earlier, when your airbox is clogged, it can cause your, the engine sound to change. If your um, glow plugs, for example, is a diesel engine, so it doesn't use spark plugs, it uses glow plugs. If your glow, glow plugs are not working well, it can also cause the sound of the engine or the tone of the sound of your engine to change. So please get um, a specialist to look at these things and um, I'm sure we'll find a solution somewhere in there. Okay. Oh, Obed, <laughs> we're going to answer your question. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go along. Well, 
I scan Corolla zero, uh, Corolla. That's a Corolla Toyota Toyota Corolla, uh, 2007 07. Um, you scanned it and the check engine light and saw ten um, errors. Most significantly, P one four four seven C. Um, codes apparently talking about evaporation leak detection. A video on YouTube suggested I change a charcoal canister, but when I got to the mechanic, he was saying something else. Please, what do you suggest I do? Um, I will say, um, get somebody who um, really knows about, um, ab about these things, you know. Now, you see, for most modern cars, emissions control is so 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 very important that is why you have the charcoal um, canister so if it's giving you a p144c um, which is um, talks about evaporation leak it's it's very very important um, uh, for emissions and once that comes your car might not run efficiently and you need it fixed if you told him that was what the issue is and he insists that that is not it and still hasn't been able to give you a solution um, I think it's time you find a new mechanic, okay? So please um, shop for a new mechanic. The last time we discussed um, how to choose a good mechanic on the show. So um, you can go back to SoundCloud and listen to that episode and take the guidelines. Choose a very good mechanic and let them help you solve your car issues. Mind you, the car is an investment. Um, for most households, the car is the next big guest investment after a house okay so you have to keep it well so please um get yourself a good mechanic so that you can maintain the value of your car all right obed 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 please what are the vital checks i can do before buying a ghana used car okay so um to buy a ghana used car now it has become more complex because there are so many people um parading around doing very shady business they take a very old car, put some dab of paint on it, change the registration of the car and uh, give it a number plate that is uh, quite close to now. Make the car look as if it's quite new, but the car is very, very old. So if you're buying a, a Ghana used car, you have to be very careful. <laughs> So um, um, get a very experienced mechanic. Once you identify the car, don't go look at it alone. Go with um, your experienced uh, mechanic. Um, let him look at the car closely. If they try to hide anything from you, a very honest, experienced mechanic will see, will see um, far beyond whatever the paint can, can cover, okay? Um, one of the things you can do is just use your knuckle, just tap on the panels of the body of the car, and if it sounds as if it's plasticky or um, heavy sound, it doesn't sound a lot like metal. Mind you, those parts of the car has a lot of um, um, what do you call it, um, putty. Okay, that that substance that they use to smoothen the car has a lot of it on the on it. It tells you that the car either has a lot of rust and they've covered it up with bodywork, bodyworks and uh, and uh, paint. Okay, those so those are some of the things you run the car, listen to the sound of the engine. Sounds can be a bit deceptive because some cars, by nature, um, the engines run a bit noisy. Okay, that is why you need an expert on to to 
to check the car for you okay look at the documents of the car if possible um, if the seller will allow take pictures and get somebody at dvla to cross check and make sure the car um, is duly registered um, all the dates and everything tallies up check the mileage and make sure it also adds up if the mileage and the age of the car don't add up it should tell you that no things are being hidden okay um then sometimes if it's important that you make sure that all the the, the documents that are supposed to come with the car are also there because sometimes you have people um bringing in, in cars through unapproved routes and they, they put fake number plates on it and do some fake documents so you will buy in the car and after a few months you have it confiscated by the customs division and all those kind of things so um, um yeah don't i'll say that when you are buying a car use your head don't use your heart okay use your head be very methodical write your expectations go around whatever car that you get you think that meets your price range list it down look at all the things that you want in a car put them down get the mechanic to look at all things and go at it in a methodic patient manner don't rush and like i said use your head not your heart okay all right we have a few minutes to go um let's see if we can take another question All right, um, our last question is um, Dela in Nyanya Noi says, um, when my car's engine is running, the front part is too hot, although the temperature gauge looks to be okay and the car runs perfectly, can I upgrade the cooling system of my car? All right, technically, you can, but you have to know that it will come at a, at a huge cost, okay? You might lose your warranty also if you have, if you have a warranty on the car, and you modify it in any way, you're going to lose your warranty. So you have to note that, Della. It can also bring up new issues since the car has been designed and built with all the conditions in every part of the world considered and tested. Mind you, when cars are being built, I mean, they test them in all manner of conditions. Trust me, they test them in hot countries, very hot countries, hotter than <laughs> even in Ghana, okay? Uh, and, uh, and, and they're also very uh, freezing um, um, conditions. So the car is tested under all manner of um, um, conditions. The cooling system of your car is optimized to function perfect. You might feel that um, what, is, what you are feeling might not be a reflection of what is happening to the engine. Okay, but just know that everything, once the temperature indicator is, uh, um, what it, the temperature indicator is saying is, is the right thing. Okay, if there is a malfunction, the car is overheating, you will feel it in how the car responds. Your car is overheating. It doesn't perform well. The engine does not idle properly. And when you um, step on the accelerator, it doesn't accelerate as it, it has to. Okay, so if it overheats, and the temperature is telling you something different. That is one way that you are going to know. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me on this session of the Total Auto Show on 97.3 City FM. Um, I've been your host, Eddie Poku, and was being supported by Desmond Nyako and Daniels. Oh, I call him Danny Blue. It's been a good show. Thank you, as always. And 
next week we'll have another session bye for now